0: Hey everybody, Ben Tringrove here. Welcome back to another episode of the Human Source Codex. In today's episode, uh, Kelly and I go into um, a topic around dealing with the unknown, which is also known as uncertainty. Now this is another massive uh, topic that I love to talk to because I'm certainly driven by um, certainty, clarity, because it really brings this feelings of knowing. It brings this feelings, again, when we know something or we're certain of something, it gives us this feeling of, of life. And if we if we go many layers down into the animal brain or into the um, how we've evolved, uncertainty is, and, and the feelings of the unknown, at the deepest level, is really just this attachment to life. You know, when we feel uncertain and we feel like we don't know something, at the instinctual level, we feel like it's almost like death um, when you really get to the crux of it. Whereas... When we look at the opposite of that when we're feeling certain and known then we feel like we're in control of our life which is just an illusion in itself so again this is an awesome topic to get into as uh, many people can kind of really relate to this um, discomfort of feeling uncertain and unknown so we'll cue the theme song and we'll get into it so the big question is this how do truth-seeking entrepreneurs like us sift through the gurus and teachers that persuade us through hype by promoting half-truth? How do we as inspired individuals raise our awareness so we can access ever greater levels of achievement and fulfillment? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Ben Tringrove and welcome to the Human Source Podcast with co-host Kelly Stewart.
1: I love this topic because this is where the basis of all human fears actually stem from is not knowing. Mm -hmm. And isn't that just terrible that we don't know something?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's uh, it's certainly a, Mm. you're, you're one that's kind of demonstrated to a degree, but it seems like really the magic pill or um, a Nirvana of some type to be able to get to a place where the unknown no longer um runs you because like you said a lot of it does stem from the unknown certain fears uncertainty um because it feels like death so quite often times when we don't know the known whether it's coming through a divorce whether it be loss of job right so let's talk to that
1: yeah, absolutely. I guess, you know, like the lexicon of what a, how people actually, you know, see things is directly proportionate to like past or past experiences. And, um, you know, from my perspective, I've had to sit in the unknown for the last, you know, a couple of years with uh, some people might label it as a life challenge, but I look at it as, a, as an experience that I had to go through to step into transformation to actually gain the knowledge, to understand the complexities of the mind relating to the unknown or uh, in uncertainty really. Or you could even take that back even further is that every time we ask a question, we're seeking something, we're seeking an answer to actually give us some form of what? Certainty, knowledge, understanding, to be able to make a decision is mm-hmm. that what well, the way yeah. that i have actually interpreted it. but the number one thing is that i discovered while being in this space is that it's just our animal mind or our lower mind that is looking for some kind of um you know like uh how could i say it they just some kind of it's not actually some kind it's 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 looking for an avoidance to actually feel the, the feeling of uncertainty. Because if you feel that, if you were uncertain, what does that feel like in your body?
0: Yeah, it feels like anxiety, stress, tension, especially tension mm-hmm. right in the, around mm-hmm. the heart, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, you get sweaty, sweaty hands sometimes, depending on the level of your uncertainty, unknowing.
1: And what is that directly proportionate to? It's generally associated to particular things that we are attached to. So it's directly proportionate to our perception of our attachments. Perfect. And so, Yeah.
0: yeah. Because it's poignant to kind of bring up. So as we discussed it before, we jumped on the call. One of my highest values was in axiology. You know, we discussed axiology yesterday. For anyone that kind of missed that podcast, jump on there. This will make a lot more sense, but you know, being finances and wealth building is up higher in my values. Therefore, if I'm not having the cash flow, or whatever I perceive per month, yes, it creates uncertainty and the unknown on these fears because I am more attached, right, to that value that it, that it is of, of finances and wealth. So, yeah, I just wanted to, come yeah, back that. yep,
1: absolutely. And then if I, if you know, I've asked you the question, you know, what are those attachments actually attached to? What are they trying to protect? You know, it's a form of
0: like safety, right? At least depending on what levels and what, what month is it? Is it just scraping by? Is it do you have money and savings in the bank? You know? So it's a lot of money comes down to I guess this, this feeling of survival almost, <clears throat> living.
1: And when you go into that feeling of survival, you know, is that something that you want to avoid or are you comfortable sitting in it?
0: Well, that's the beauty, beauty thing, right? As you know, Kelly, I come from that, hibbly, that masculine side, the mental side. So I haven't, I don't entertain trying to meditate on it or sit in it, let it, let that feeling kind of overcome me, you know, go through me and then come out the other side. So of course I try and run away from that feeling or, or suppress that stimulus through, Go to the gym, right? Change my state. Eat. I don't really drink alcohol, so I don't usually go to that one. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Maybe it's dating, you know. So, mm-hmm. so, hanging out with the you know, with woman or whatever it happens to be. It's anything that's going to change my stimulus, my state, and then my mind, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. So. Um- yeah, that, that makes total sense. So you, you're starting to actually see where these byproduct uh, addictions actually stem from too as well. And what people actually utilize to actually, uh, you know, overcome their emotional feeling body is, you know, they're, 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 they're doing outside things to actually avoid the feeling that's actually deep-seated within. Yeah. But in essence, we can't avoid anything. And... There is some beauty in uncertainty. So you know, I love to ask this question with my clients: is you know like, how does uncertainty serve you? What does uncertainty actually give you? What does uncertainty actually bring to your life? And mm-hmm. can you learn to actually love uncertainty?
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's that's it's it's funny, right? You even just asking that question for those that are <laughs> does it
1: make in, you sweat? <laughs> yeah, like
0: level one of people coming into. Um, you know, our level one, what we call consciousness of um, the Inception Masterclass is that, mm-hmm. again, What well, I think it was two or three episodes ago on the podcast, we're discussing the law of polarity that there's always two sides. Again, go back to that if you haven't listened to it because when you can comprehend there's always two sides, especially when it comes to human behavior of an event, then you can more awaken to even answering the question of how does uncertainty serve? Because at the mm-hmm. moment, they'll just like, you know, people might be coming in and they're trying to get rid of negativity and they just want positivity because they're maybe being stuck or they follow certain movements, the positivity movement. But for sure, when you can really well, that question.
1: Yeah, I want to speak to that really because in 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 um, the, the course that we're going to be teaching, we're going to be looking at the universal constructs like the laws of polarity and the laws of correspondence. And once we actually start to actually comprehend and understand that... Um, you know, there is no positivity without negativity, the two are actually entangled, because that is really, you know, where we we come come back to being a whole. And if you think about it in terms of like a battery, you can't actually give life to something or like, you know, put a battery in a torch without um, having two batteries or a positive and negative component to it, you cannot actually breed or build light, right? Mm -hmm. It's exactly the same thing within us. But I, this is the construct that has been sold to us. It's the mass hedonism, the, the, the mass hedonism of seeking pleasure and avoiding pain, which is, which is the driving force of all human suffering because you cannot negate the other side. The more and more that you're trying to actually get away from what we label as negativity, it's just going to keep following you at a greater, greater level because you're yeah. trying to actually avoid something that is unavoidable in terms of yeah. nature, in terms of physics, in terms of universal law. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I, you know, I, I really do struggle with this concept of like who the fuck actually derived that and put that in there. Yeah. Um,
0: well, I, I, actually do I actually
1: do know. I actually do know. I can answer that question. Right. Like, seriously, you know, yeah. it stems with heaven and hell, you know, like if, you, if you're not a good person, you're going to go to hell. So, you know, be positive, yeah. be positive, be positive. Otherwise, like in the afterlife, you're going to go to hell. Well, that's to me is just bullshit. It's actually being sold the, 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 the premise to actually keep you in fear so that oh. uh, you don't have government, governmentus over your own mind or your own belief systems. You're actually subordinating to an outside source that, that is teaching you to stay in fear and um you know you really just have to look to physics for and and the laws of nature to actually see that that uh positive and negative that the two parts of each pole are consistent throughout time and space they're never separated they're actually inseparable within within the constructs of physics and you know the way that we live our lives in consciousness is just physics and you know so I. I really want to get this home to people is <clears throat> um, the more that we can really comprehend that we start to live like this fulfilled life where we embrace all aspects of it, where we embrace the positive and the negative, the challenge and the support, the, the fantasies and the nightmares, you know, the heavens and hells, the heroes, and villains, like, all the, the polarities. The, the the dialectic actually comes into play and uh we start to see that we are those things and in in when we come back to uncertainty uncertainty actually does serve right because let me tell you this if if we didn't have uncertainty fucking science wouldn't have a job
0: mm-hmm. true
1: <laughs> yeah so right so look at what science actually brings to humanity but if we didn't have uncertainty and we try to get rid of it because oh my god it's fucking scary you know like all those people out there that are into science and and um and you know looking for the next next thing wouldn't have a job that's why i love this work because metaphysics which is beyond physics which is into the unknown we sort of metaphysics and quantum physics is into the unknown actually actually keeps science in a job so you put those yeah. two things together like metaphysics and science they go hand in hand they're really not separable from each other but yet they try and think that they are but they're not right yeah, so yeah, exactly. so what yeah. if you were trying so then... to go okay. yeah. oh i'm on a rant now so i'll just be quiet you can talk
0: <laughs> i was gonna say this this energy is great <laughs> you know you know listening like this is kelly comes alive when she gets to talk about her fucking metaphysics <laughs> and, and then i love to pull her back to
1: uh-huh. earth <laughs> yeah pretty, bring me back to earth it was
0: more no it was, it was beautiful seeing you go on that it yeah. was it was more like it was more for the people like do you have something because i don't have something top of mind but do you have something top of mind in your life an experience a memory an event where you have consciously seen how that uncertainty has served you and you've seen it unfold so not an intellectual level but you've seen it play out in an, an example
1: uh, yeah many 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 <laughs> not just one but many of course um,
0: you that is quite profound that people can be like oh like that was the other side of it sort of play out
1: um yeah. Uh for example, uh my life when my husband passed away and uh I lost um my businesses and I basically went into a deep sense of uncertainty because I did not know what the future was gonna behold because everything that I valued had just been taken away, right? No. So there that all at the same time, there was a death, there was a, the three, three businesses that actually collapsed. And then there was also every other aspect that was associated and attached to those particular things were all uh, dissipated, as I call so massive it. Massive right?
0: uncertainty then.
1: Massive uncertainty in where the next part of life or what I had known had now become the unknown. Okay. Everything that I knew was in my perception, uh, gone right okay. so going deep into uncertainty and uh, sitting with the the energy and the and the, the physiology of that in terms of my mind and trying to comprehend the the magnitude of what it just occurred, what had just occurred so to me you know like the beauty that actually stemmed from that uncertainty was the magnificence of where that actually took me and what I actually started to learn about, like stepping into the emotions as opposed to avoid them, going deep into the aspects of the mind and deep into the aspects of consciousness and what we were actually striving for in terms of, uh, of, of what certainty actually in the perception actually gave us. So yeah. it took me on a journey, like a self uh, experiential journey, to be able to go deep into uncertainty and where that actually took me it took me all over the world actually and uh so i i spent some time uh in mexico uh developing this construct of of understanding by by being adventurous and allowing myself to go into anything that was uncertain that i hadn't done before like really driving i haven't done this before but the the biggest thing that actually that actually came from it for me was to actually trust the nature of polarity, to trust the the, the actual universal constructs that that are, that we actually are here as human beings to actually live by, in terms of quantum physics, physics and metaphysics and science, right? All of those things together, so that if <laughs> the word the word is that everything that is occurring for you right now is just perfect and to be in the moment with that and to trust that Mm -hmm. so out of the uncertainty was for me was born trust in the essence of actually in my perception of losing everything that i had and what i what i actually learned from it what i actually gained from it is exponential to the to the perception of the materialism that i did have
0: Yeah, and that's what I was just about to bring up, but you just did it, was like, if you had this massive level of uncertainty, to the same degree, the opposite needs to show up, based Mm -hmm. on if people believe in these universal constructs, comprehend them, which is, you say trust, which is a level of certainty, so I'm assuming, it sounds like when you're going on these adventures, or you're expanding your mind, that this, you now, which is maybe why you have such a value, on metaphysics and the hermetic principles is because this overwhelming sense of trust and certainty came through to just trust the universe the, the principle of polarity that's how it showed up right
1: trust the universal principles all seven of them together like the uh the principle of correspondence and the principle of compensation like mainly to right. actually looking at like the the nature of uh everything is inseparable in space and time. Yeah. And it's only, it's only our minds that actually make the distortion. But when we can actually open our minds and train our minds to be able to see with full consciousness or full awareness, we start to actually see the dialectic, which is yeah. where we see that they're pairs of opposites, right, together, that yeah. there is no gains without losses, there is no losses without gains and we train ourselves to actually understand and to really to see that, to observe it, to feel it, to know it in our hearts, yep. then our physiology changes. Therefore, we actually become the masters of our own lives. We become the governors of our emotions and we're not avoiding anything. We're not avoiding it. We're embracing it all. We're embracing the totality of it. And this is the other construct that I love. is called the all within the All. As above, so below, as so within as so without, is saying that you know everything that is outside of us is also within us. It's just not conscious to us. it's just but we awaken that consciousness and then something you know within us actually shifts. It's almost that like we become impervious to assault when we're in that place of being. Mm-hmm. And that's <laughs> where the true transformation actually does occur because, or we, or we just realize that this whole fucking game is just a mind game. And yeah. when, when we can have awareness and consciousness too, like the the components of that, then really we become the masters of living in any given moment, no matter what happens to us, it happens yeah. to us or for us.
0: Yeah, which is hugely empowering in in itself. You know, yeah. you mentioned before.
1: So you, you think mean, about the word stop, if you think about the word empowerment, you know, like mm-hmm. if if we have the word empowerment and we think about power and force, right? We, mm-hmm. we, I can go like we have weak nuclear force, like strong nuclear forces in physics. But you know, we have to put those two together, the positive and negative, to be to create some sense of power. Mm-hmm. So empowerment to me means the the amalgamation or the 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 integration of positive and negative together, the embracement of that that creates empowerment.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's funny, like when we have these <laughs> these conversations, always this inner voice, my little voice in the back of my head. I feel like I'm the. I'm the interviewee or the journalist and I'm talking for the, the the masses. And so this is why I think questions come up in my mind, which is quite funny. And that is, I'm going to backtrack one little bit. One was, you said the all are within the all, right? So within, so without.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and in and, and, and actuality, everything out there is also within us,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? So that in itself is quite an abstract little sentence. What do you, do you give a, is there a metaphor? Is there something around like, what do you like? What do you mean by everything on the outside is also within us? In what form We're just we
1: a bunch of atoms.
0: Yep. Okay. Go the, up world,
1: and go up. The, the, the world is really atomic in nature. And so you break us down into our subcomponents. So we're just particles. So yes. really, in, and, you know, just like this computer is just made up of part- particles, you know, so is my phone is just particles. And yeah. everything in nature is just particles. So you just break it down into the subcomponents. Then where that is what I mean. As so within, as so without. Yeah. As okay. above, so below. You know, we're we're just made up of the same shit of stars and planets and okay. and that that. So we are all reflective.
0: All right. We're now jumping into level two and three of our material of consciousness. So let's let's bring it back down a notch. Oh, that's hilarious. So okay. So for people kind of listening. Um, to this, um, you know, it may be fulfilling, may not be fulfilling, may be confusing, maybe not confusing. It's when they leave this this audio, for example, and they have something that comes up that does give them this uncertainty. This conversation may pop up in the head. However, they'll still be uh, habitual to going to the same stimulus to to run away from the stimulus, whether they choose alcohol, food, whatever, to change their state to get away from this feeling, right? What if we were to bring to to light the other side, like what's going to happen if people don't consciously choose to um, embrace uncertainty the other side? What if they continue to run their life always running away from uncertainty, always chasing certainty? What's going to show up to give them, let's just call it that universal bitch slap at, at, through a cataclysmic event?
1: Well, oh. I mean, there's four stages of that, you know. There's four stages of um, moral development, or there's four stages of like levels of incompetence. Then there's four stages of consciousness as well, too. So we can break that down into like the first stage is we just call them feedback systems, really. Like anything you avoid is going to provide you feedback, and so we can look at one that we really everybody's trying to avoid is the feeling right of uncertainty Mm -hmm. and the emotions that actually come with uncertainty and then we can say like if we if we allow those emotions and feelings to actually extenuate over periods of time they turn into stresses and if we stay in that stressful phase for for periods of time then what tends to happen is our body goes into a stage of entropy and our cells start to break down at certain levels. So that's where we create disease within our system. Mm-hmm. So we can even look at, you know, like the word dis-ease is that we are not at ease. And the reason we're not at ease is because we're avoiding something. We're not actually, you know, taking command or taking, uh, you know, the essence of, of our own lives. We're, allow- we're allowing other people to actually write the, that we use our words to write the code of our life and we're starting yeah. to live by other people's codes of conducts other people's codes of you know belief systems so we and but realistically that feedback is just going to keep coming and keep coming and keep coming until you awaken to the true essence of the nature of who you are as a human being and the, like the, the greatest one that we're going to see coming out of this post COVID thing, which we're not post it just yet. We're still deep in it is we're going to see like different uh, stages of trauma. That's going to be stored in the S, in, in the human physiology. And so that, then we're going to actually see more dis ease actually showing up, right? right? The immune system, the immune system will go into entropy starts to break down to create that disease. So that's where if we continue to avoid the essence of uncertainty and allow our emotions to actually can, uh, you know, uh, extend in, let's just say, let's extend in terms of, you know, time that we're in that emotion. And then it stacks, we call them emotional stackings on top of it, on top of it, It, you're you know, you're just going to create yourself to become sick or disease.
0: Yeah. To yeah. Simplify,
1: and, to simplify and that it. was,
0: that was just me simply wanting to, you know, cheeky or not consciously bring this pain to you guys that are listening that, you know, it certainly stems into different layers. If you choose to keep running away from, um, you know, uncertainty and, and, and Kelly knows for sure this was me, you know, even I'm wearing a t-shirt at the moment for those that are listening, it says clarity, you
1: know? <laughs> clarity,
0: I wrote, I wrote clarity, a book building a life of clarity, you know, so by all means, I have come from that massive mental construct. However, I now have the awareness around, okay, how is it serving me? How is it showing up in what form? Um, so it doesn't run me like it used to. But for sure, if we do avoid it, and if we are chasing one side, then it is going to manifest, like Kelly said, through feelings, emotions, and stresses. And then that has to manifest in the body somehow through, like she said, dis-ease. So very important to remember that. And what was the, the quote from Buddha? I remember through Buddhism, uh, the avoidant, what, do you remember the that? source.
1: Promise? Yeah. Um, the source of ho- all human suffering is actually derived from trying to avoid the unavoidables and obtain the unobtainables.
0: Okay, and if you which means it, that know.
1: you're seeking which means that you're seeking a one-sided life, right? Because again, it comes back to the, the the unavoidables and the unobtainables are linked back to universal laws of nature. That in yep. essence, that nothing is inseparable. You know. Yep. Yeah. everything everything is actually uh integrated yeah. we we talk about that in, in levels of polarity now the the component here is is to understand that that our mind is mathematical and you know our perceptions are also mathematic equations and when we can bring them back to equity then we we have homeostasis within our body we don't actually activate the emotions. We don't actually activate the, the, the feeling systems until I'm, um, I'm not saying that we're that it's wrong to have emotions or feelings that that's, we absolutely need those as as a human being because they are the source of our existentialism to keep us grounded. And here we are. But what I am saying is that there is ratios of perception. There's ratios that, it's wise to understand when you start to get outside the ratios of perception that you're starting to create disease within your physiology. Yeah. So, um, so having that, com- that part is very important if you wish to stay alive or you wish to stay vital. Yeah. And in the moments that we, we can actually uh, integrate our perceptions and we, we see the pairs of opposites, together, right? We, we talk about certainty and un, uncertainty, if we bring them together. And basically, what happens is that the, the equation comes into equity, you know, so it becomes a balance. Mm-hmm. So really, you know, it's, it's, a, it's the balance, of what we call one to one ratio. And yeah. in that component is where we actually see the vitality actually come through us and Mm -hmm. in in there and in that moment is what we actually have and what i call is trunosis that is when we know we truly know something Mm -hmm. as it as it is and Mm -hmm. you know you could say you could take the the linguistics or or the lexicon of uh, the word certainty, you could poke that in there with your particular meaning that's attached to it. But I prefer to actually use uh, the word gnosis, the true knowing of something. Yeah, that's that is to me is where it becomes a truth of certainty.
0: Yeah, right. Okay, so I think another another way that people can can look at this and they see at least one person showing up in their life with this is depression right so some might say or at least the the construct that i believe in or view is that depression or extreme states of sadness is born out of the comparison of your current reality to an extreme version of how you'd prefer it to be something like this anyway and Mm -hmm. when the further that is not addressed and this massive lopsided perception—it's just because these are the, the 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 ratios of perception are now way out, right? Is that the longer this goes on, this is why you'll see someone, whether in your family, your friends, in society, someone that's depressed is now also becoming ill, and now becoming sick because that's how it's now manifesting in their body, right? So yes. there is no question on whether like this is true or not true because we've often most seen people in this and maybe even yourself have had levels of depression. So it's interesting when we see, isn't it Kelly, like the farmer or certain doctors or people like, sure, here's how you change your chemistry. Yet it's still, we have our own chemistry uh, lab, you know, bank in the brain that we can change our perception and therefore change our chemistry. So sure you can use a drug or you can have the empowerment to to heal yourself which is having governance
1: yeah true you know i love that aspect too benji is uh during my experience you know i chose not to actually take any medication or you know dive into what all the my doc the doctors around that time actually actually don't see doctors anymore you know i I just don't you know it's just not within my construct because i know that i have the ability in within myself to become my own internal you know healer healer mm-hmm. if if i feel like i'm getting out of out of balance and my you know my physiology is giving me feedback like I, what i tend to do is actually go into it and us and sit with it and and be with it and then what happens is that i get the message actually comes to me of what it is that i am and not seeing imbalance, right so then i start to actually utilize the work that we do with the methodology that we teach and the methodology that we help facilitate people with is i start to master my own perceptions and coming back into a state of balance or a state yep. of equity so therefore i have um as you say a governance over my own physiology so therefore i become the hero of my own life and yep. this is available to absolutely everybody on this planet but and yet nobody, well, I just say nobody. There, there, is a, there is a growing amount of people that are actually starting to actually comprehend and utilize this work and realize that um, you have complete control of everything within, within your systems if, if yeah. you choose to. Now, de- coming back to your question about depression is really um, exactly what you said, it's depression is depression can be fixed really quickly, actually. Is just by going in and looking at who are you comparing yourself to. You know, like what fantasy have you created in your mind that you that you perceive that your life is not demonstrating right now? And then I'll just come in and ask you questions around to actually help you see where you have those things, but it's just yeah. in your form relationary to you and your value system. But you're perceiving in your in your um within your own judgments that by by looking up to others that you perceive that they don't have these particular challenges that you may be experiencing, but I can guarantee you whoever you are comparing yourself to they have challenges, there is no person on this planet that that uh, does not have a challenge. Yeah, totally. and
0: it might, not, it might not even be comparing to others. It could simply be you're a mother and your two t- teenagers have just gone off to university and, and you're, obviously your values are now being forced to shift because your children are out of the house and therefore you're going through these different shifts and you're comparing it to you know, how you would prefer it to be, maybe children being back in the house, which could give you a state of, um, of mild depression, right? So it's comparing anything to how you would prefer it to be, right?
1: Yeah, Totally comparing it to how you prefer it to be or how you wished it to be or how it was for you. And that is definitely something that did occur with me with, with, um, you know, my life was one thing one day, then the cataclysmic, cataclysmic event happened and then it completely changed. Right. So that is, that threw me to the ratio of perception like way out and the conscious awareness of what was actually happening to be yeah. able to, To actually investigate that further. Now, in that, in understanding, like the feelings and emotions that actually came with it, was uh, trying to, you know, like go back to what I once had, perceiving that that was of higher value or or less challenge. It was only because it was known that was all. And it's the same thing, like with mothers, that it's like it was almost it creates this void of nothingness or I don't know or the uncertainty of what the future is going to be. So you want to get drawn back into what you know because that's where the comfort zone is. But what about sitting in the opportunity of the unknown, sitting in the opportunity, well, now I've got this void. What is it that I can fucking do that can actually bring me a greater sense of fulfilment and achievement, potentially being of service to others on the planet um, or to other people or even to myself? And had I been subordinating to particular people? There's so many, there's this whole... Section of different questionings, depending on the person that's in front of you, that I would actually go in and ask and derive, you know, uh, a a pathway into what I call simply the heart, right? The heart of love and gratitude to be able to appreciate anything that is actually occurring in the moment, like for you. And that includes depression. The wisdom in depression is amazing. Love your depression, do Mm -hmm. not avoid it. Absolutely
0: love it. Yeah, powerful. And it's and I obviously kind of have a, a bias in saying this because it's it's it is our our uh, life's work slash product slash slash business. but that's why I think the power in you know uh, leaving this antiquated um, version of courses, which is running rampant in the self-help space, you know, people creating these these courses is to do these weekend live experience through seminars that are capped, you know, like we said, at 10 to 15 people, because we get the opportunity to not educate in real life, in real time, but to then also facilitate the process individually so people can truly transform, which I just don't think people get that same opportunity through courses. I just wanted to to interject that. But just to kind of um, wrap up, Kelly, and to for the people that are maybe even stuck or are still in this, this, this positive movement or, this, or it's all about positivity, whether it come from religion or whether it comes through self-help. I just want to – there's a quote that, that Kelly brought my attention to, which was, the lips of wisdom is sealed except to the ears of understanding. I believe I got that right. Yeah. Now, coming from a also a, a marketing background, business development background, right, there's there's two aspects I want to bring up. One was the positive movement that I believe started through, um, is it it Paul St. Pilser or or Norman Vincent Peale? Who was it? What was the one? Don't remember. I'm not
1: sure. There's plenty of
0: them. (laughs) I think it was, I have a feeling it was Norman Vincent Peale. Well, I mean, like as in the modern day, you know, positive movement. Anyway, the story (laughs) goes that you know, he was um, pushing positivity to such an extent that he actually ended up getting to a seminar later in his life to where he stood up in front of the, the crowd and said, look, you know, I'm actually one of the most negative people that you'll ever meet. And his wife was sitting in the front row, nodding his head. And he had to create this material and create this movement of positivity so he could balance his negativity right? And this obviously shocked a lot of people because they thought he was just one-sided. And this is the beauty of seeing someone that you look up to off the pedestal, and they're just a real human being. So that that was just one thing I wanted to share. But two, as I'm helping in in building the business of, of human source codex, you know, I bought a book through a book that Russell Brunson had mentioned, who's also a marketer. And for those that are watching the YouTube video, it's called The True Believer. And if you want to watch our YouTube interview, then you can go to human source codex on YouTube and it's all the true believer is about by a guy called by Eric Hoffer, who explains how to create movements, right? So he studies religions and Christianity and, and even the Nazi regime, how it's all formed. And it's amazing how people in the self-help movement and positive movements, all this, how they're using rhetoric and persuasion, talking to your fears to control the narrative right? So I would certainly not succumb to this whole idea of positivity because what they're doing in these seminars, you know, Tony Tony Robbins is also guilty of this, is they're selling the dream, they're selling the fantasy, which makes you dopamine rushed, which brings you up, right? And they don't talk to the other side. And because there is the other side, you're going to attract it in the form of depression because you're so elated chasing the fantasy that you want. Hence why I think you said, Kelly, the other day, these get rich seminars or how to make money, how to make wealth, you know, wealth. Even Robert Kiyosaki holds these seminars around the world, which is fine. But on the advertising material, they'll use, you know, yachts and cars and beautiful houses because they're talking to your brain in the form of infatuated with the lifestyle of the rich and the famous. So
1: Absolutely. Just- you know, this is where perennial wisdom actually is the key, that, key to waking people up. And once, once we actually start to actually realise with full consciousness and awareness of, you know, <laughs> what's out there and what, what we're being sold as such, and then you start to make your own decisions because you, you can see beyond, like, the, the, sale, the sale process, right? You, and you start to realise, oh, yeah, they're, they're just speaking to my amigdala here, you know? They, they're just speaking to, you know... what. The, the animal component in my brain that is actually going to want this dopamine fix and perceive that. So, and then you go, oh yeah, caught it, you know, caught it. So it's not that you don't believe it. It's just that you become aware to oh, it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So and I'm not making Yeah. Yeah, so therefore you, you then have more of an objective reasoning, or you make a more objectiveness in your decision-making processes on how you're going to act or respond Uh, to jumping into that particular stuff. and I mean, we've all been guilty of it, you know, like, I don't know. Um, Early on in my uh, entrepreneurial years, you know, I think I spent so close to $150,000 on all these get-rich-quick kind of things, you know, Mm. realistically thinking that there wasn't going to be that much effort and I just had to do that. But, no, when you get there, there is absolutely both. That is entangled with it. You know, yeah. there is the challenge of actually building and yeah. anybody that's selling you something that's quick, get rich, that's, you know, generally bullshit, you can start to see through it. But, uh, you know, there's a great uh, doco at the moment on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. Just watch that.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly.
1: <laughs> that's a, that's a on novel. the neuropsychology of marketing and being sold to, you know, yeah, and yeah, and training us in in ways that we're potentially not aware of but yet we're we're habitually just stepping into becoming the very thing that those who have created these products want us to be right
0: yeah and and i mean it's
1: still it's it's a it's a part of evolution We, we we still cannot actually deny it you know i was at a i was at a dinner the other night and I was just listening to people discussing this particular doco and and they're saying you know they, they started polarizing certain things like right that's it I'm not going to have my kids no social media no phones nothing we're just going to take it away that's what we have to do we just take it away so they, they, they throw an absolutism into it all or nothing right mm-hmm. so that is not that's not the way the way is to actually go, okay, so where's the other side to this and what's playing out, Bring it into consciousness in every aspect that is actually happening. You know, like yeah. look for, we'll look for the, the pair of opposites and bring it into a state of balance, right? And that we can yeah. say is moderation. <clears throat> yeah.
0: And I think that throughout this conversation, people may, you know, because again, it can be a lot for someone new to take in, But for any time that people are like, oh, this sounds overwhelming or confusing, any time that me or Kelly or say something, you know, find the other side, just know that when anyone that comes through, let's just call it the first level, which is Inception Masterclass, that finding the other side isn't sending you off meditation just to think. They are specific questions that will get you to answer specific to you individually of where you're at to then bring to your consciousness right so remember if you listen to one of the podcasts um we were talking about the conscious the the difference between the conscious subconscious and unconscious right so again or awareness the art and the science of of bringing something to the other side your awareness to it is simply bringing something unconscious to the conscious through the form of a question so i just wanted to kind of kind of clear that up
1: Pretty much Thanks, Benji, for that. That's pretty cool. You know, I have some some really cool exercises that, you know, that we will do to actually help people actually really conceptualize that and feel that as well too. Perfect. I love it. Hey, everybody. This is Kelly. Really quickly, I just wanted to invite you to join our web class at inceptionmasterclass.com. Ben and I have found through our own journeys of self-mastery, the intrinsic hunger that we all have deep inside of us to be more, to do more, have more and give more. We believe everybody is one paradigm away from something. Some of you guys are one paradigm away from discovering exactly what your purpose here on earth is. Some of you are one paradigm away from that deeply fulfilling intimate relationship. Some of you are one paradigm away from that level of health and physique that you desire. Some of you are one paradigm away from giving your bank account a massive boost. So we put together this in-depth web class together as an insight into our signature program, the Inception Masterclass Series. That has been responsible for dozens of individuals in raising their levels of success in all seven areas of life. This web class is going to help you understand the philosophy, strategy, the implementation tactics and the full truth. That's it, the full truth behind what is needed for you to obtain ever greater levels of achievement and intelligence. So what I recommend you do right now, stop everything, pause this audio, go online and go to InceptionMasterclass.com. That's InceptionMasterclass.com. And join the next live web class with Ben and I. There's a web class starting in the next few days. So go and sign up right now. Inceptionmasterclass.com